Good to have you in. Welcome into the final hour of the Bill Michael Show. This uh, segment brought to you by our friends at Kemp's. K-E-M-P-S. Kemp's.com. And Kemp's has been in uh, so many grocery stores, convenience stores, dairy coolers, freezers, all that kind of stuff for so long. Since 1914, they're based in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, and they may need you. You, whether it's a CDL driver, uh, say a cooler technician, production, whatever it happens to be, they are looking for good people, and they are willing to pay and pay sign-on bonuses. So go to the careers link at the bottom of the page at Kemp's.com. Go to Kemp's.com. Go to the careers link at the bottom of the page and uh, and check it out. And who knows? You upload uh, some information, a little bit about yourself, and they could be calling you as soon as tomorrow and doing some hiring. A lot of companies are hiring right now, but Kemp's is a good with good upstanding company that's been in the, the area for a long, long time. That is Kemp's, K-E-M-P-S, Kemp's.com. That is Kemp's.com. So a little bit earlier today, uh, and I, you know, we, we had a, a, a terrific conversation with um, our buddy uh, Eric uh, Eric Goodman from Mile High Sports, and I wanted to play this back. I, I wanted to let you hear this because you talk about a guy <laughs> that gives zero Fs about what people inside the Denver organization think about him. Uh, man. <laughs> so, Eric Goodman, Mile High Sports. We'll start out with, how you doing, Eric? Uh, good. The Nuggets are getting ready to get going next week to defend their title. <laughs> the Avs are off to a great start. And I think pitchers and catchers report for the Rockies in about 140 days so we can have another crappy baseball season. Uh, well, we've got the, the Denver uh, Broncos to discuss. Uh, I know when you and I talked uh, a while back, I know when the whole trade went down and Russell Wilson was coming in, there was a lot of excitement, and it just it never materialized, whether it was with Hackett or so far with Sean Payton. It, just give me the state of football right now. It's bad. I mean, listen, the, the Broncos have, you know, since winning the Super Bowl, have not made the playoffs. This is a, now you can say, a once-proud franchise. You know, the three pillars you can make the case to have a successful football team is ownership, head coach, and quarterback. They have ownership in place. The, the wealthiest owners in the NFL, they have a potential Hall of Fame head coach. They have a potential Hall of Fame quarterback. And things are as bad as they have ever been. And... The fans here are disgusted and tired of it. Uh, I can totally understand where they're coming from. It was bad enough with Hackett last year. Uh, He's a really good guy, uh, but he was over his head being a head coach. And then you have Sean Payton walking in, trashing Nathaniel Hackett nationally, trashing people in his own organization, calling Hackett one of the worst coaching jobs uh, in NFL history, and then they wound up, you know, giving up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins. If you listen closely, I think the Dolphins are still scoring in that one. Uh, then you have, you know, the game between the Jets, Hackett against Peyton. The Broncos lose that game as well. You know, when Hackett was, excuse me, when Peyton was introduced, he said we're going to do the complete opposite of what was done last year. And Hackett had a lot of problems with game management early on. And then against the Chiefs, Peyton admits, oh, I forgot what down it was. And that eventually leads to a field goal by the Chiefs at the end of the half. Karma's a bitch. 
And Sean Payton has earned every piece of that. He really, really has. And you can make a very strong case through the first six games of this season compared to the first six games of last season. Payton has done a worse job. So I guess my question is, what turns the franchise around? They're going to have to blow this thing up. Um, I mean, it has really come to that. I would be very surprised if Russell Wilson is on this roster next year. They're going to have to eat about $85 million worth of dead cap. They need to start all over again. If Peyton wants to rebuild this team, and it looks like he does, and you can make the case that they should, Peyton signed a five-year deal. I've said this on my own show. He's on a three-year deal. That's what he's on right now. This year is lost. Next year is going to be rebuilding. And then we'll see what happens in year three. And if things don't get significantly better, I think the Broncos are going to be shopping for a new head coach again. The coaching staff has not done what it needs to do. He's bringing in a lot of his own guys from New Orleans. That's not working. They brought back Vance Joseph to be the defensive coordinator who did not have a good tenure here as the head coach. The defense has been putrid on so many different levels. They had a three-game stretch, which they gave up 755 rushing yards. I mean, teams are running all over them. Their best defensive performance was against the Chiefs. And I'll be honest with you, we've watched the Chiefs enough, and they haven't been great this year. But the Chiefs look like a team that walked off the bus with no preparation and said, we're going to win the game. We don't even really need to have a game plan. We, we know we can score on these guys. We know they're not going to score on us. And they won the game something like, what, 19 to 8 or whatever the score was. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens against the Packers. I think a lot of people around here are rooting for the Packers to win because, you know, hopefully they can get Caleb Williams. We'll see. But Caleb Williams is turning into a turd himself. He's becoming a really unlikable guy. Specifically, when he made a comment, this guy doesn't clearly understand the NFL. He wants partial ownership. You know that 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 can't happen, right? Just ask Tom Brady, right. and 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 right in the Miami Dolphins. So yes, getting Caleb Williams would be great. Unfortunately, I think you're going to be seeing Caleb Williams twice a year with the Bears, because I think the Bears have probably moved on from Justin Fields. And oh, by the way, uh, the Vance Joseph made. Justin Fields looked like a Hall of Famer earlier this year. It, uh, it let me let me start with Russell Wilson. Did they just overestimate his level of talent or underestimate his level of ego? Well, I think it's it's a lot of both. You know, Russell Wilson came into the league not a first or a second round draft pick. He did beat out Matt Flynn, guy that you are very familiar with. He inherited when he became the starting quarterback. They had a great defense. They had a great running game. Russell Wilson was a very good quarterback when he played for Seattle. But I think that Pete Carroll did a very good job of accentuating his strengths and really limiting what he doesn't do well. But when he came here, you know. Being a guy who's on the brink of going into the Hall of Fame, Hackett, I don't think, handled Russell Wilson very well. I think that the best way to sum up the beginning of Hackett's career with Russell Wilson was, and he said this at the press conference, and he sounded like a fan. And he said, and he yelled out, we have Russell Wilson! Like, 
This is who we have. And this guy's unbelievable. And he acquiesced to, and Hackett acquiesced to everything that Russell Wilson wanted to do. Russell Wilson wants to play many more years. And the only way he's going to play many more years, dating back to last year, is if he becomes a pocket quarterback. And he's not a pocket quarterback. He's not necessarily a running quarterback, but he's not a pocket quarterback. And with his height, I don't think that really helps him. He was better when he was moving his legs. He came into camp, in hindsight now, not in very good shape last year. He looked a little thick. And then he came into camp this year looking actually very good. So you're wondering, why were you in such bad shape last year? Then when you talk about ego... With Russell Wilson, he had his own office. You know, his kids were running around uh, the field at training camp like it was field day at your local elementary school. It was, you know, whatever Russell wanted, Russell got. And that's one reason why I think that uh, Pete Carroll wanted the marriage to end. He was just tired of Russell Wilson dictating the terms. This is what I want. This is what I want. I'm a superstar. I should get what I want. And that's what the Broncos gave him right when he walked in the door. And now with Sean Payton, he said, no, no, that's not going to happen anymore. We, and this is a quote, we're going to do the complete opposite of what Nathaniel Hackett did last year. Unfortunately, uh, nothing is the complete opposite necessarily of what happened last year the team is worse the defense is exponentially worse and the offense quite frankly isn't really that much better if uh you look at the packers coming in who are i think this is a big game for them because god forbid they come in in the same fashion they lost to Las Vegas, then all of a sudden uh, the wheels are starting to really fall off in Green Bay. But if you're the Packers coming in with a healthy Aaron Jones, are you just running the football down the throats of the Denver Broncos and taking the pressure off of uh, Jordan Love at this point? Or how would you attack Denver in that sense? Well, I'll answer your question, but let me allow, allow me to say one thing about what you just asked. I don't think anybody here on local sports talk radio is even bothering breaking down this game. X's and O's don't even It's hit that point where X's and O's don't even matter. Now, when you look at the history of the Packers with Favre and Rodgers, that, that hasn't happened in 20 years. Here, it's who are they going to trade at the trade deadline? What are they going to get for Jerry Judy? The, the match, we haven't even talked about matchups this week, and we're not going to. There's really no point. They're at one in five. So to answer your question, yes, uh, if you want to run on the Broncos, you can. If you want to pass on the Broncos, you can. If I am, if I am the Packers and I'm Lafleur, I establish the run, which clearly all most teams have been able to run all over the Broncos. Protect Jordan Love. Let let Love throw in spots where he is comfortable and where he has an advantage. And I don't see any reason why the Packers shouldn't win this game. Because right now, I think the Broncos' minds are in that locker room. Guys are being professional. Clearly, that they clearly they want to win the game. No guy is going to give up. But um, there's so many different ways you can beat this team. Just don't throw it, Pat Sertan. And, and really, that's the strategy. Otherwise, you have lots of options. So it, let's just say the Packers lose to the Broncos. Do, what changes, if anything, then 
in Denver? Do they look at it as, hey, we've, we've, we're starting to put the train back on the tracks, or do they look at it as, oh, crap, it's one more win and one win further away from maybe finding a new quarterback in the draft? Are you asking from a fan perspective <laughs> or from an organizational perspective? <laughs> However you want to answer it, my friend. I know you're wide open. Well, I mean, this is what I say to people all the time, you know, who are, who are Broncos fans. If you want to root for a win and, and, that, and that makes you feel better about yourself for the day, that's fine. But at the end of the day, it's a long-term thing. If the Broncos win this game, so what? Seriously. They'll be 2-5, and five, and then they get to play the Chiefs at home. And then they're going to be 2-6 and six going into the bye week. That, that's what they're looking at. That is exactly what they're looking at. If the Broncos beat the Packers, quite frankly, a team that isn't – it's not that they're not very good. They're fine. There's nothing special about their team right now. Is that fair to say? Correct. Correct. Okay. So what? So so you so you win the game. Big deal. You're two and five, and you, you won a game maybe that you should have won. But then again, the Broncos haven't even won at home this season. So I don't think that changes the trajectory of what they're going to try and do, which is trade a bunch of players. And if they do, they take you know salary off the off the books. Off, off the potential dead cap to find a way to balance it out with eventually getting rid of Russell Wilson. Because either they're going to spread that dead cap over two years or over one year. Uh, some, a friend of mine who's an insider told me he thinks they're going to spread it over two years. It makes more sense to spread it over one year. If you're going to gut the team, just be really bad next year then and eat it all at one time. So really, that's the focus. It's not about X's and O's. It's not even about winning this game. If they win, a game, if they win on Sunday, so what? It really, it really doesn't matter because they, need, they really do need to tear this thing down. It is always great to talk to you, my friend. I hope you guys are doing well. I still follow you over on uh, Twitter and such, and I'll tune in every now and then when I get an opportunity to. You're always great. And, Eric, uh, thanks for joining us on uh, very, very short notice, pal. Hey, uh, Bill, really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. There you go. Eric Goodman, Mile High Sports. And I told you you'd want to hear it. He, <laughs> he don't give two Fs about anybody in that organization. They just want to see winners, and he thinks it's so completely screwed up it isn't funny. So good stuff from Eric Goodman and our friend from Mile High Sports. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at the Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House. And let me tell you what they got going on. Uh, they've got a drawing. They're giving away some uh, green and gold tickets uh, coming up this weekend uh, at halftime of the game. So if you're going to head over there, they're giving away. They're taking a, a, a busload of people on November 22nd up to uh, Green Bay. So uh, you got to be there. You got to be there. You got to be present. So uh, he said, uh, hey, come on in. Uh, join them. 325 kickoff. Get a few more entries. And they're giving away some tickets to go see the green and gold play. So that's the Social House, H-A-U-S, Social House, West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. Stop in. Tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The all-new Potawatomi Casino Hotel has something you got to see. Play more slots and games, and you could say, show me the money, to reveal up to ten grand each Thursday. 800000 in prizes is up for grabs. 40 winners each week. 
This October and November at Potawatomi, Milwaukee, when you're ready to win, just say, show me the money. More info at PaysBig.com. Must be 21 years old and a club member to play. All right, Team Pella, listen up. Thanks, John Kuhn. Customers love our products with limited lifetime warranties. Check out these big plays. Incredible innovations like blinds and shades between the glass. No interference on that play, Coach. And stylish windows with hidden screens that make game days a breeze. Can it get any better? It can. With monthly payments as low as $19 per window, $75 per patio door, and a free quote at PellaWI.com. Let's go. Whether you're looking to replace older damaged windows and doors or just wanting to revamp the look of your home, Pella offers a wide range of styles and materials to match your home's unique design. Hurry, take advantage of monthly payments as low as $19 per window and $75 per patio door at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Get your free quote today at PellaWI.com. 6.99 APR for 120 months. Surfer Sturgeon Supplies. Showroom for details. Offers at Last night, I told you the hush puppies, which, by the way, the hush puppies are bigger than meatballs now. They're huge. That's a meal within itself. You can't eat all that. But they're delicious. That's for damn sure. And uh, they also uh, have terrific food, terrific sandwich. I mean, just everything over there last night was just spectacular. However, there is something that I got to talk about real quick that I and I don't know if anybody's tried this yet. Now, the Starlight Lounge upstairs is awesome, and I, I, did, I didn't get a chance to say hi to David. David was running around last night. He's the GM up there, uh, and I apologize. But one of our other sponsors is Point Brewing, and I don't know if you've tried this. Uh, Grant, have you tried Point Brewing? Point Brewing came out with, and we talked about this yesterday, the Cider Boys Caramel Apple. Ooh, Have no. you tried that yet? I haven't tried that. I'll put it on my list. Holy crap. I have never – now, I can't drink like a six-pack. I can only drink a couple of them. It, it's uh, gluten-free, <laughs> 100% real juice, all natural, okay, in this thing, this this Cider Boys. But I, I kid you not, and I – is on anybody in my family that's ever passed, hand to God, that is like drinking a caramel apple. Oh, my God. First of all, I like Cider Boys first pressed anyway as a beer. If I'm going to drink any cider, that's it, because it tastes the most like apple cider. But this Cider Boys Caramel Apple, and I, I went into Buzzer Billy's last night, and I saw the Cider Boys thing. And I said, oh, I'll take a Cider Boys. She goes, well, that's Caramel Apple. It's the new one. I said, oh, I've been wanting to try that. Let me have it. So it was on tap. I mean, I know it comes in a bottle, but they had it on tap there. Holy crap, is that stuff good. If you like candy apples, caramel apples, if you don't try this, you're a mental case. I don't know what else to say. It's amazing. Are you a caramel apple, candy apple guy? I love caramel apple. I love candy apples. And I love ciders. Or just like, you know, bush light, they have their bush apple. Like, I've always thought yeah. those were pretty good. Or like Angry Orchard yeah. or Red's Apple Ale. Um, but I can only have one or two of them, and then my, my tummy starts to hurt. Right. You might not like ranch, which is a Midwestern thing. 
or a Wisconsin thing, but what you said a minute or so ago, and you said, no, I can't have a whole six-pack. I, I can only have three or four of them. That's, yeah. that's still... I could, have, I could have three. Like, last night I had two. Yeah. And and then the third one was kind of like, oh, I'm getting – it's the sweetness, you know? You yep. get a little bit of the, the sugar. But holy crap, is that good. It, I mean, you talk about a company that nailed it. I have no idea how they did it. I have no idea what's actually in it. It's, it's got to be like melted caramel and apple cider. I don't know. But God, is it good. Holy mackerel, is that good. I'll have to grab I've some for this weekend. Like, you, you talked about some of the others, like Angry Orchard. Angry Orchard is kind of the national brand. Now, why people in the state of Wisconsin don't carry more Cider Boys over Angry Orchard, I have no idea. I would go the, – the first thing – if I owned a bar, the first thing I would do – is grab anything of craft like that out of the state, and I'd go with that over the national brand. I mean, everybody loves your standards of Miller, Miller Lite, Bud, and Bud Light, and all that kind of stuff. I get that. But when it comes to something like this, if you don't do a taste test, you're an idiot at a bar you, because this stuff blows away Red's Apple Ale and Magners and some of these other beers that claim they're ciders, but they're really not, unless you like a dry cider. Magners is more of a dry cider. But the other one, no, 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 not at all. This Cider Boys is unreal. But the caramel apple, oh, my God, it's unbelievable. If you like caramel apples, just go buy a six-pack and pass it out to six friends. You know, save one for yourself and you and five friends, six people, try it and tell me it doesn't taste like a caramel apple. Oh, my goodness. So, And the only reason I bring it up is because I saw a post on Facebook as I'm scrolling through, and then there was one on Instagram. And uh, it was showing for Buzzer Billies and the new Caramel Apple Cider Boys that they have on tap there. So, oh, good God. By the way, they have a limited amount left. So you better get in there and try it before it's gone. Hey, what is the uh, the uh, the the bakery, or not the bakery, but the, uh, the, the custom, like, cake place, dessert place out here, uh, Meringue? Oh, yep, Meringue's really good. Yeah, that's, down, oh, that's downtown. Yep. Well, Meringue's supplies a pumpkin caramel cheesecake to Buzzard Billy's for dessert. My God. And I did not know that the woman, and I don't know her name, so I apologize, who uh, owns Meringue was a two- or three-time winner on one of the baking channels. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Congratulations, because that that stuff is – uh, I make fun of it, but at times when I say this, but I would take it home and lay it in bed and roll around in it and have an experience. That stuff is fantastic, too. Holy moly. Now, I, I don't mean to put down mer- – meringue's tremendous. What I did when I lived in lacrosse, especially I remember 2020, the pandemic year where no one was doing anything, and it was just me and two of my knob friends living in an apartment. Every Sunday before football, we'd drive to West Salem over by Big Boar and go to Linda's. Bakery, which is another spot that you got to hit if you're over on that side of the state, especially if you're going to West Salem, maybe you're going to Big Boar, you're headed back right. towards the east side of the state. Go to Linda's as well. You, you got to spread okay. around a little bit. That's another place right. that I'd hit. All right. I might have to do that on the way out of town. I'll send you a list. You, you can stop okay. by in Madison on the way back, drop some things off for me. Gotcha. All right. So that might not be a bad way to go. But yeah, I, I, I was going through, I was scrolling through some of the stuff and it was like, wow. Wow, it was uh, that that point beer nailed it. Uh, they say Jennifer Barney is her name over at Meringue. Jennifer Barney. So, uh, but kudos, kudos to Meringue. Holy moly, that's that's real too. 
That's a hell of an experience. Uh, okay, so I've gone on long enough about candy apples and pumpkin pies and all that kind of stuff. So let's do this. Hey, at least uh, at least yeah. we're not Denver sports talk, by the way. Like we're listening oh. to Eric. He's like, Bill, we're not even talking about matchups. It doesn't right. matter. Like they it, don't care. Packers, like it doesn't matter. We can at least talk about a matchup and, and mix yeah. in some talk about beer and caramel. They apples. don't care anymore. No, they're they've they're out. They're they've they've tapped out, they're done. So, no big deal. Uh, Jake, yes, Buzzard Billy's carries the caramel apple. But, like I said, they have a limited supply. But if you're thinking about going there uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, go in. They've got it on tap. And just just try it. Just, you know, hey, if you're going to go to Flipside tonight, stop over to Buzzard Billy's first. Try that beer and then head out. I don't even know if Flipside has it, so I couldn't tell you. But, oh, my God. Uh, I'll stuff a six-pack of that in my pants and take it home. Holy mackerel. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Again, coming up tonight, we're going to be live. We're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill tonight here in La Crosse. Broadcasting today out of the WKTY studios. And for those watching, you see on the sign behind me where we're at, WKTY Sports here in La Crosse, part of the Midwest Family Broadcasting Group. And uh, we're going to be at Flipside tonight, 6 to 8, the Bill Michaels Huddle. And uh, going to have Mike Clemens uh, from 6.30 to 7. Uh, he's not going to be in studio. He's up in Green Bay. They're going to open up the locker room coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, so Mike is going to be joining us tonight via phone. We're going to hear from sound uh, from inside of the Packers locker room, including some of the uh, pressers today. Uh, also, uh, we are going to be uh, talking uh, in, from 7 o'clock until 8 o'clock tonight. Scott Emmerich of WXOW19 here in La Crosse is going to join us. And uh, that's the reason you want to come out uh, and say hello. So say hi to Scott. I'm sure you see Scott walking around town, but now he's going to be sitting down doing the program. So you can come out and see Scott and say hi to him tonight. Uh, me, I'm going to do the show from the bathroom. Nobody needs to see me. But, uh, Scott, come on out and see him tonight. We're, ha- we're going to have a, a good time. Looking forward to it. So, anyway, that being said, by the way, um, I had a question. If we, are, if we have set a date yet for the huddle coming up for uh, Marshfield, yes, we have. We are going to be in Marshfield on November 1st. November 1st, we're going to be at Nuts Deep 2 on November 1st. Nuts Deep 2 on November 1st. We're going to be there for the uh, the Wednesday night huddle, so we're looking forward to that. And then on December 20th, we're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow. We're coming to Viroqua, and we're going to say hi to – as a matter of fact, I'm going to join Ernie tomorrow morning. We're going to say hi to our buddy Ernie. But uh, we're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow coming up in December on December 20th, so uh, the uh, the week, uh, or the Wednesday, right, uh, actually before Christmas, we're going to be there, which I love that town. They decorate the hell out of that. They have such a cool Christmas parade and everything, so that's kind of put those on your docket if you're in the area, and we might be back to La Crosse. I know there's some other places they wanted us to go, so we'll see, but uh, Nuts Deep 2 coming up on Wednesday night, November 1st, Wednesday night, November 1st, so Make sure you uh, make sure you put that on your calendar as well. We're looking forward to it. We're coming to Marshfield. Coming to Marshfield. Um, I got a couple of emails, and I wanted to get to this before we get to, to the last uh, section of the program where we do uh, what did we miss. Our buddy Steve says, uh, hey, Bill, who the hell is Pat McAfee anyway? A loudmouth nobody that is as or more annoying than Taylor Flippin' Swift. 
I mean, gosh, he was only a punter that is now trying to show off his so-called guns. Uh, he dresses like an asshat and is totally irrelevant, in my opinion. Holy blank. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> um, he's, he's relevant. He, uh, he is a big deal when it comes to uh, media, social media, and such. And I give him all the credit in the world for what he's done. And the podcast that was originally called The Hawk's Nest. Remember, it was originally um, the uh, A.J. Hawk that started that. And then it flipped. And Pat McAfee came on the show because they were friends. And they started talking. And, it, and McAfee started the business side of it. And asked AJ, said, hey, if we flip this, is that okay? Because AJ told me the whole story. We were out at, uh, was it last year or the year before at Super Bowl? He was kind of telling me about it. And he said, no, nah, he just, AJ didn't want to do all of that and be involved in all of that. And he's not that same, he's not the same personality as, as uh, Pat McAfee. And he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, I'm, I'm glad to be here and be a part of it and get paid and everything, but he said, you know, Pat really business-wise and personality-wise took that show to the, the next level and then up and up and up and up and up to the point of where they are today. But Pat has – and the fact that, you know, look, A.J. Hawk is doing the Pat McAfee show on the set at Notre Dame and out in California. And, I mean, they're, like, on the same set as College Game Day on the week uh, on Friday. So they're they're doing a lot. So as far as relevancy goes, I guess it just depends on – the, I don't know in which, you know, genre you like, I guess. Uh, but he's done a world of good, a world of good. Uh, he was a punter, I agree with that. Uh, and he is a pun. He was a punter that was a little more physical than just being a long, lanky punter. You know what I mean? So, but I give him all the credit in the world. Um, he's no J.K. Scott. Is that what you're saying? He's no J.K. Scott. <laughs> Built a little he's bigger. No J- he's no J.K. Scott. Yes. McAfee is look. He, I, I think actually, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I look back at his playing days, and he was always a, a, a bulkier guy, uh, and he didn't have a problem. I mean, there was a couple of times where they showed highlights of him. He didn't have a problem making a tackle. You know, that was back. You know, he was back old school. He was a guy that wanted to knock your head off if you started to make a return that you got past the first couple of lines of defense. He was the last line of defense, and he didn't mind sticking his head in there and making a tackle, and he could handle it because he was built to do it. So, uh, yes, he was just a punter, but I give it, give him credit. Uh, this is from Kevin said, glad I had a chance to hear Eric twice. This is why I like the show. Nobody holds back. I have a question about Caleb Williams, though, even though he is probably more talented, but do we have another Johnny Manziel on our hands? Yes, but a more talented version. Yes. Uh, I, I said this and took heat for it last year. I didn't like Caleb Williams the way he conduct him, conducted himself. Um, I mean, I I know Badgers fans would salivate to have that talent in Madison, and it, it was maybe a brief glimpse of a second that he thought about coming to Wisconsin, but I think all along he was going to go to USC. But he has become, between the money, the commercials, and just the overall, I mean, he's got tremendous ability. I, I will not take anything away from his ability. But you get the sense that he could be humbled really quick in the NFL. Like, there's nobody that's going to take that kind of guff from a rookie. 
and the way he's trying to act as if he's dictating his future. And, and part of it, too, you know, I've said this about some of the young guys, even rookies in the National Football League. I go back uh, years ago, um, you know, the Packers had a couple of young guys that they drafted, and they just thought they were it and really weren't. And like I said, the NFL has a way of humbling you. Uh, it's all about who you hang out with and who you've got in your ear. And that's part of it is if you got somebody good in your ear and somebody anchoring you and, you know, you you really kind of hold on to that, you you can remain grounded and humble and work hard and 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 get it. You know, whereas you get some people in your ear that are not good people that should not necessarily be um, – you know, they're 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 not objective. They're not realists. I, Javon Walker was the same way. Javon Walker came in, had a hell of a rookie season, and his dad. I'll, I, I've told this story a thousand times. Says I'll never forget. We used to do the show in front of the Bradley Center before Bucks games, and it was coming to the postseason, and the, the Bucks were uh, playing some good basketball at the time, and Javon Walker and his dad came by, uh, and I was doing the broadcast down there, and his dad was just almost like he was standing at a pulpit preaching about it, that his son was going to be the face of the Green Bay Packers. And he, he was like far of who, you know, and I, I'll never forget that. And I kept thinking, this guy is delusional. I mean, he would have to be beyond James Lofton to suddenly think that he's going to elevate his persona larger than Brett Favre. And they, there's got to be at least a couple of, you know, Super Bowl trophies in his case before that would happen. Uh, but, again, it's all in who you have in your ear and who's there to ground you as well. And Caleb Williams apparently has a lot of yes-men around him. So uh, we'll see. But, like I said, uh, the NFL has a way of humbling you. It was a really good article. I don't know if people follow um, uh, at, uh, Andrew Brandt. And I get the Andrew Brandt newsletter. He wrote an article, and in there – had a piece on Caleb Williams that said Caleb Williams is going to huff and he's going to threaten not to come and he's going to want, you know, he's, he's going to talk about going back and getting NIL money and he's making more money in college than he is in the pros and on and on and on. But in the end, he's going to get drafted. He's going to go to a team. He's going to sign a rookie deal. That's It's going to get maxed out, but it's a rookie deal. He's going to have a fifth-year option, and then he's going to come into the league and try to figure it out. Nothing different, nothing special. Nothing more. Great quarterbacks have come and gone. He's nothing more special than anybody else. As a matter of fact, I don't even think he's as good as. So I think he's really, really good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking his talent. He's unbelievably talented. But sometimes your head can get in the way of your talent because your belief in your own arrogance uh, can really hinder you. And I think he could be heading down that path if he doesn't find somebody pretty good to get in his ear. So, anyway, uh, that's my take on Caleb Williams. All right, let's do this. When we come back, we'll do some What Did We Miss? We got that coming up. Stay tuned. Final segment of the Bill Michael Show, broadcasting live here in lacrosse, coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. Good, uh, good to have you on board on this uh, on this Wednesday. The huddle tonight. We're going to be at Flipside Pub and Grill. Really looking forward to this, and hopefully uh, you can come out and be a face in the crowd. Looking forward to it in a big, big way. Uh, thanks so much to everybody that's already got a hold of us and said, "Hey, uh, we'll see you tonight." Uh, being in Lacrosse, one of the things I love about Lacrosse is this is the home of the almighty quick trip and god we all know we love quick trip and they're on uh, every street corner out here but uh, they're all over the state of wisconsin and beyond the borders now as well and uh, don't forget they've got uh, specials on right now with uh, bread being 99 cents a loaf uh, and so many other things but they uh they're absolutely fantastic like i said i hit it on my way out here last night i'll probably hit it on the way home tonight uh, gas prices coming down a little bit but uh, whether it's bread, milk, eggs, the staples that you need, butter, bananas even, some of the fruits, or the, the take-home meals, the hot meals, the bakery, the quickery stuff, just so much good stuff over at Quick Trip. Can't say enough about it. And they've got so many different things going on right now. But don't forget to stop in. Also, use your Quick Rewards card, and you can get registered to win a brand-new Chevy truck. Not a bad way to go, brand-new Chevy truck. And uh, that's in compliments with uh, the Green Bay Packers as well. So, uh, get a hold of our friends over there at Quick Trip. You can check out the website. You can use your Quick Rewards card, all that kind of good stuff. But check out the details and go in and get as many registration points as you possibly can from our friends at Quick Trip to possibly win yourself a brand-new pickup truck. So there you go. All right. Let's do this. Time for What Do We Miss? What did we miss? Bill, I have a stat for you, and I sent this to you a couple minutes ago. I think yes. it's important that we talk about this because we are – Right now, very critical of Matt LaFleur, right? We're very critical of Joe Barry. We haven't really talked much about Rich Bisaccia. His special teams leaving a little bit to be desired. One stat in particular, kickoffs returned out of the end zone. So this mm-hmm. is from Josh Frisco, uh, who or Josh Hermsmeyer, who's on Twitter, at uh, Frisco Josh. So the Packers have 10 kickoff returns that they've brought out of the end zone. That's more than double the next closest team in the league. The next closest is New Orleans. They have five. Uh, the expected points added on those returns are minus 4.3. The next closest team is minus two. So the Packers, to put this in very simple terms, are times two or times three as bad, right? They, they are hurting themselves to a to a, a double right. or a triple the amount of some of these other teams. Rich Bisacci's got to talk to Keyshawn Nixon and say, hey, dude, stop running the ball out of the end zone. You're killing this team. It's, it, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword because he was so successful last year. You know what I mean? He was so successful at bringing the ball back and on kickoff returns, and he was so exciting and so dynamic. And I, I, I said it during one of the postgame shows because he took a ball from about eight yards deep in the end zone and returned it, and he got it out to about the 20. But I had said at the time that that's a guy trying to do something because the offense isn't. He's trying to do something. He's trying to create something, trying to find a window, trying to find a hole, whatever, because last year he was so dynamic returning the football. And he's trying to give them some type of a spark. So I guess, you know, statistics don't lie. In essence, they're kind of hurting themselves. And they're still not that good. But do you want Keyshawn Nixon to, if if the if it's a questionable kick, say two yards into the end zone, do you want him not to return it? This is going to be a boring answer. I, I want them to fair catch any kickoff they possibly can. Because you can get it out at the 25 now. You can fair catch it even outside yeah. of the end zone. I do that every time. I would do that every time. And if you want to involve Keyshawn Nixon and his explosive you know, playmaking ability, 
then have a package for him on offense and use him on offense. Make him the motion man in the backfield. But they're yeah. killing themselves on these kickoffs. It's got to stop. Yeah, it's it's on one hand, it's killing you. And on the other hand, I get it because you're trying to create something where there's nothing right now. Yeah. And, and even if, you know, and he's looking for even if he can get a re- return of 35 yards, he can put it out at the 35, the 40, whatever. But he's – I think we all – every time he goes to return a football, don't we hold our breath a little bit to see if he can break it? I mean, maybe a bit. I, the The tough reality of this, Bill, is – To everyone who says, well, last year he was so good, and last year he was so electric, he was an all-pro. The tough reality is it's a lot of luck. It's a lot of flukiness. I don't doubt that he's a good returner. He got great instincts and good speed, but a lot of that is luck. You know, you have a a couple good games in a row where where the the coverage isn't good and you house a couple. That doesn't mean he's the next Devin Hester. It means he had a couple good games, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, I wish he could return punts. No kidding. Although Jaden Reed's done a pretty good job with that. No. I agree with that. But I'm just talking about the dynamicness that he had last year as opposed to this year. If he was able to return punts, he would give you more opportunities and feel like he could do more. Uh, but then again, you know, you also run the risk. If you think you can return every punt and you're not, you're not fair catching, chances are you're going to get your clock cleaned at some point. So I, that's a catch-22 there as well. But I, I agree. It's, it's a really it, – it's a bad statistic. I mean, the numbers don't lie. As the Packers are costing themselves the opportunity to score additional points. But – I, I'll also say this. If I, I had my druthers of Keyshawn Nixon trying to return a kick and only bringing it out to the 20 or giving the offense the ball at the 25, considering the offense can't drive, you know, commit drives anyway, does it matter? True. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and that's reasonable. I guess my follow up would then be okay, if you're returning it out to the 20, I can live with that. But cut the penalties out. And they've had a ton right. of penalties on returns, too. They now have, you're at yeah. the 12 or, or the 10, right? You're right. half the distance to the goal penalty. So, And that's another problem with the special teams. I really like Rich Bisacci. I think he's an important voice. And I think maybe he provides some some wisdom and maybe some gruffness yeah. that Matt LaFleur doesn't. I need to see it. I need to see that and his impact yeah. on the team. You know what I mean? Yep. He was named no associate doubt. head coach or assistant head coach or whatever. So, I'm, right. I don't know. I expect a lot from Rich Passaccia. Another thing that we missed today, James Harden is a no-show at Philadelphia 76ers practice today. Sources tell The Athletic Harden has not been present with the team since Sunday. I love watching this happen to other contenders in the East. Yeah, there, there, there's another guy that's a turd that's never going to win anything. He always has been, always will be. He's a self-absorbed turd, nothing more. And he's he's him and Kyrie – their organization records. That's all they do. All they do. And so be it. They keep taking chances on these morons and keep overpaying these guys. Uh, and they've never – they don't win. And they don't hoist championships. And it, more power to them. I'm, I'm, I, I'm taking a lot of pleasure in watching the 76ers go down. They went from Ben Simmons to this idiot. And they, they now they're like, what? I can't believe we did that. Uh, well, okay. So, so be it. And they're going to lose Joel Embiid, too, because Embiid is already – he's looking over the fence like, I don't want to be a part of this. Well, this imagine is a nightmare. Imagine Embiid. You had Simmons, and then Jimmy Butler was there for a bit, and then you got rid of Jimmy Butler. You signed Tobias Harris, and now you have James Harden, but he doesn't want to play there. Like, at what point does Embiid say, no, I don't I don't need another teammate. Like, you're going to swap James right. Harden for who? I don't – I'm not starting this over from scratch yep. again. And if Harden doesn't show up to start the season, Embiid's supposed to do it by himself – 
just like he did two years ago when Simmons right. missed the first couple seasons. I I don't know. Embiid's not perfect. Don't get me wrong, but I do feel for him in this situation for sure. Yep. No, I agree. 100%. That's about all we missed. Uh, I, I've just all found, right. uh, I say like a dozen stats about what the Phillies are doing and, and how many runs they're scoring. And, you know, it feels like every other thing. Castellanos is doing something that hasn't been done in 20 years. And Schwarber is hitting home runs at a clip in the postseason that hasn't been done since this real famous legendary player back in the day. So, um, yeah, I know we talked about the Phillies, but that was kind of the other thing I kept seeing throughout today is the just different types of history that Philly's making. Yep. Uh, they're pounding the hell. And again, you just got to get hot. You got to get hot at the right time. Uh, I want to remind everybody that is uh, watching the program specifically here in La Crosse or the surrounding areas. Uh, we are going to be tonight at Flipside Pub and Grill starting at six o'clock tonight. Mike Clemens going to join us six thirty ish. And we're going to hear a lot from inside the Packers locker room. Packers back to practice today. So we're going to talk to Mike. We're going to hear from uh, some of the pressers. And then coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, Scott Emmerich from WXOW19 here in Lacrosse is going to join us. And really looking forward to it. And for all the support and all the people that are going to turn out tonight uh, and have already called and said they want seats and want to be there and can't say thanks enough. We're really, really looking forward to uh, getting over there, getting set up, and uh, getting the show underway this evening. And uh, thanks so much to uh, WKTY and Midwest family out here for hosting us. And as always, it's it's always fun. It's always nice. And uh, love the studio. Love the setup. Uh, it's great. It's kind of like a kind of like a second home, if you will. So uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we will see you tonight, six to eight tonight, the Bill Michaels Huddle. And for those of you that can't make it, you can listen to it and watch it as well. Watch it, stream it, all that kind of good stuff. Go to YouTube.com, YouTube.com uh, slash Bill Michaels Show, and then we will see you over there tonight until then good stuff good day today fast day today too thanks to eric goodman for coming on and just laying the wood to the denver broncos damn damn good stuff so time for us to get out of here have a going trip <laughs>